and welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. And we're here on episode one of our new podcast. Mm. Congratulations. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so what do you think about this whole podcasting thing, Dave? Well, uh, as, as you mentioned before, it's something that we want to do for a while. And uh, I think it's a great, it's great for many reasons for us. And it's a good outlet for us. It's a good way to reach out and, and uh, bring some people in to... Let them know that uh, they're not alone. We're we're experiencing the same things they are, and they could uh, hear me cry about mine, mm-hmm. my experiences. Um, yeah. How about you? Well, I, I'm excited because I don't have a an outlet anywhere else. Like, there's no unless I'm having a conversation with, you know, you or some other friends. I don't really have an outlet to talk about, you know, these different topics that either bug me or, you know, make me laugh. And uh, it's nice for me to have someone, of course, like you, that I can talk about it with because you've got a good sense of humor and, and take on most things. Well, uh, yeah, you can't do that at work any of these days. No, I certainly can't at work. No. I, uh, it's, it's interesting because every single time that, I, you know, of course, we're in the middle of COVID, so I don't really have much conversation with people at work anyway. But even That's now, true. I've got such a, a disconnect um, with with everyone that there's not really any like discussion over anything you know nothing on the news nothing that we're you know we're watching online not even you know what 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 we're binge watching on on netflix so yeah. um anyway so I'm, I'm kind of excited about getting started on this podcast hopefully you know audience grows and and you know this goes someplace but for right now i'm just glad that you know i can spend more time with you hanging out you know shooting the shit i agree stuff. and maybe uh relieve a little stress while we're at it to boot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say that, uh, you know, for our first one and I want it to be upbeat and everything, but you know, you came in today <laughs> and, uh, we're so upbeat. Uh, so, well, so you gotta, you gotta tell me what's going on. Well, what's on so, your mind. so, um, you know, I, I try not to like maybe bring in too much about like work stuff, but it's hard because work is such a, a big part of everyone's part, life, yeah. right? I mean, it consumes a minimum eight hours a day. And then in some cases you bring that home. And uh, anyway, so there's all kinds of um, like separation at work. You know, I, like I said, we're not at work. Everything's working from home. And so I don't get to hang out with, other uh co-workers i don't you know i have the the relationships that i used to and uh and we're doing this professional training or professional development and professional de- development is uh covering topics about like hot topics about like racism and uh we're reading a book that uh, is required reading and we're talking about uh these touchy subjects and we're kind of divided as a um, you know, as a business, uh, our, our relationships are not strong like they used to before COVID. And, uh, the last couple of days has been kind of, kind of touch and go with, with, uh, with different personalities and different relationships that we have at work. And I'm kind of afraid that, that I'm kind of losing some of those relationships that, that used to be pretty tight. And it's all because we have such a disconnect, you know, there's a divide there. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know for for me, you know, I get to work from home constantly 
you know, you don't exactly work from home, um, but have you noticed a similar distance? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, but it's, it's, it's not a, it's more of the COVID thing. Everybody's staying a distance, but it's not a, I will say not for us. It's not a, I don't even want to say racial, but it's not a, a tension there between our company's really huge when it comes to, you know, diversity. I mean, there's so many different uh, races that we work with. So, I mean, I don't see, there's, I didn't feel a whole lot of that, believe mm-hmm. it or not. But just from the COVID stuff, everybody's, yeah. Well, if that's to be honest with you, different business. subject, but that's that's a different subject. Everybody's fifty fifty on that. Yeah. Either people don't care at all, or people are like, "Well, you better care," you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But no, I don't get to see. I don't get to see it as uh, like you do. Yeah. So yeah. it is kind of. I'll say that's one thing that's kind of neat that we kind of agree on a lot of things, and but we could. And we could almost come to the same conclusions on a lot of things, but we experience it a little differently in our lives. And it's kind of neat to be able to, and sad sometimes, to be able to see how we're coping with the same thing, you know. Yeah. But uh, Well, I, that was kind of some of the topics that I want to talk about today is just, you know, COVID and, and how how we're responding to it. And I know with, with our jobs, you know, things are a little bit different and, you know, what we do and, and, uh, the folks that we interact with, but, uh, but we're both parents and we're in, in this really weird time in our life where our kids aren't going to school as they would normally go to school. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, my kids are doing online school, a hundred percent online school right now. And, uh, that in and of itself has made it very difficult for me to do my job and be, yes. you know, the, the teacher at home or at least, you know, the, the person who's monitoring and supporting, um, you know, are, are you experiencing something similar to that? Well, my daughter, I could almost say she stays at home uh, and goes to school all the time. I mean, at home all the time too, but that's a little bit of a lie. She gets to go twice a week to school for like two hours or something. How, how is that with your, with your schedule i mean is two hours is not a full day of school like it used to be where you could ride the bus or have like pickup times yeah that were it's within your work schedule so in the times of this covid i appreciate it but i'm i don't like it I, i'm actually kind of upset about it because it's private school and we pay good money and we pay for her to be in an atmosphere mm-hmm. she has a good atmosphere here but i want her to go have some socializing in that atmosphere and she's not getting any of it. Mm-hmm. And I get it's two hours. It's two hours isn't cut it. I mean, I get that they get to go and do some hands-on classes, like when it comes to uh, dissecting. Mm. I don't want her doing that mess, you know, without yeah. a teacher around. Right. What is it like to go through, um, you know, two hours, it's, you say it's hands-on, but is there actually any, like, learning going on? Is it just an opportunity to get some interaction with the teacher? No, they, they actually do a lot of testing when they do it. So it's mostly school. It's not like socializing necessarily. It's what usually testing. Like when, if they have a certain test they have to do, they'll, they'll have the certain like math test or certain tests during that time. So they could be there. Mm. Like when they have, like I said, the dissecting, they would do that mm-hmm. during that time. So 
they try to plan like presentations. They do them on Zoom as well, but mm-hmm. they could plan that during that time. You know, so some of the stuff where it's beneficial to do it in front of a class, yeah. you know, it's gotcha. So it, it's it's kind of like the the time where you can have a proctor, right? Yeah, Someone who look over the shoulder and make sure that you know the test is being done without cheating or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's in, it's interesting because you know I'm I'm thinking about it in terms of what we do in our online stuff, and and it's hard to, um, uh, you know, to to be that proctor as a parent to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing without you know jumping on Google or something to figure out the answers. Um, but I guess my my question then is, well, so how many kids does she you know interact with? I mean, is there I mean, is there like a handful of kids or is this like a full on class? I think it's half of her class. I think there's like 10 kids. Do they then alternate then what yep. days? Oh, okay. They, they do. Um, and I will tell you that because she doesn't have any socializing, and I'll tell you, I don't know if it's good parenting or not. This is kind of a mess, you know? <laughs> yeah. But in this time, I am sensitive to the fact that being social is huge. Being mm-hmm. know how to socialize with the cruddy little kids and with your besties, you know? Yeah. Because And so I let her chit-chat a lot online and, and Zoom or whatever mm-hmm. and and talk to her friends as much as she can, have her over as much as they can because she, they're not getting that. Yeah. And that's that's just a huge part of growing up. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm noticing it, that a lot with my with my kiddos. Um, you know, my my youngest, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my my youngest is um it has kind of she's she's very smart and she knows how to kind of work her way through the system. And she's realizing that there are things that she can do when we're not around, you know, jump on YouTube, you know, play Roblox and I don't know, whatever else the kids are playing these days. Um, She can get away with that knowing that, you know, mom and dad are working, you know, Um, we have, you know, our own little office spaces in, in at home and when we're not there monitoring, she's not doing schoolwork. You know, um, but I've also noticed that she she doesn't want to hang out with with uh, like I, I don't want to say strangers, but because, you know, she she doesn't want to hang good. out with people that she she knows, but she does want to hang out with her close friends. Yeah, um, we uh, we had some folks over for Thanksgiving and she just didn't like warm up to people. She was off in a room doing her own thing, um, you know told us straight out that she just wanted to be, you know, alone and, and do well, her that's, thing. that's what this is, um, promoting, creating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally, the la- two weeks ago, I, and <laughs> this is a good one. So two weeks ago I had talked to my wife about, because it's not happened naturally, mm-hmm. we need to make some family time at least a couple hours a night because it's not happened naturally. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It hasn't happened, mm-hmm. even even forcefully. Mm-hmm. Now a couple times, yeah, but but we could certainly do do better. And and so yeah, yeah, it, it's it's costing us in a huge way. We just don't know yet. Well, yeah, I, well, I guess we're I guess some of some of the smart ones we could actually see it. Yeah, well, but, I'm definitely seeing you know the social side, and it's bad enough that most of the kids out there have cell phones in their 
you know, texting or doing whatever uh, to, to communicate. But do you think that uh, the adults, the parents are, do you think that it's taking a toll? Is it taking a toll with you and, and your wife? Oh my well, I'll say this though. I don't know. I'm not trying to change the subject as part of it, but you know, we might, okay. If my wife wasn't at home, Mm-hmm. to help her mm-hmm. well she can't be at home alone mm-hmm. so she so if they called her back to work and or if she runs out of unemployment and she has to go back to work what do we do mm-hmm. she has to be home mm-hmm. i can't be home and if i run you know and because of covid i'm gonna we're running out of my my job can't make planes for people if you can't fly yeah, i mean right the whole industry is i'm running out of time mm-hmm. and so it's affecting us hugely and and i it really sucks when you see your friends and they're falling off you know before you you know and i don't want to go either but you know it sucks to watch them go and know that you're next you know mm-hmm. well i think it's an interesting it's, it's just rough like the the mental health side of of all this stuff i mean it, obviously you know you're lacking in some of these uh, relationships that that we would normally have and hanging out with the friends that we would normally hang out with but uh i, I find it interesting that uh like suicide rates are up through the roof um uh, you know people you know, drinking a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm guilty of having a beer like every day or two yeah. or more. Yeah, but is that, uh, and, is that different than pre-COVID? And that is different than pre-COVID. I was just um, curious. It's just, it's too easy because you're always at home and you're never going out. And, um, and so for you to like start a new habit, it doesn't require a lot of effort to start that sort of habit, right? Because right, right. it's a fun habit. Um, <laughs> so, but, you know, my my brother, as you know, is is a fireman, and uh, he was saying that just in the short period of time that he was gone, um, they had like uh, eight eight suicides, and uh, I can't remember how many more were suicide attempts, just in the short few days that he was gone, oh. and which all of his firemen buddy have to respond to. Yeah. And I just thought, gosh, you know what? I I don't think that that is going to end soon because I still think there's an accumulation of of this stuff happening. You know, yeah, I, I agree. Um, a friend of ours works in like Salem Hospital, mm-hmm. and she's a mental health specialist, mm-hmm. and she will agree. And and they're all young. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> they're not all young. There's so many more young people doing this, and mm-hmm. and it scares me because, you know, you're and our kids are going through special. If if I could feel it. Mm-hmm. Our kids are going to feel it. Yeah, you know we're 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 supposed to be our kids' pillar, our rock solid pillar, <laughs> so they could feel comfort and privilege, little yeah, little kids. Right. And when we shake, they could see it and feel it. You know, right. and oh sure, well it, especially now because you know people are at home so much. You know they're around their family, right? So um, yeah, well it I, I I just find it interesting that you know the mental health side of of a pandemic is actually pretty significant. Um, you know, I, I'm going to kind of shift still related to, uh, COVID, but, um, you know, I, I'm a small government kind of person. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a libertarian and I think that government gets too heavily involved in just about everything. 
and does most of it poorly. Um, and <laughs> that's true. And you know, I you know, we live in the state of Oregon, which is very, very heavy left wing, um, experimental, uh, you know, progressive sort of place. And, yes, one of the know, worst ones in the country now. Right. And uh, a lot of the governors are are basically taking executive actions on on their states, and our governor is probably one of the worst yes. um, for taking those actions. And I mean, just you know, just thinking about Thanksgiving and having <laughs> having the governor basically tell you that you can't have more than six people in your home, and that uh, if you see your neighbors breaking these rules that you should call the authorities. It's unbelievable. It's, it is unbelievable. That's is exactly right. You're not supposed to hear people talk like that in this country. Yeah. I mean, they'll do it anyways, but you know, you don't tell them to. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 this was the first time, you know, I was over at my mom's and whether we had too many people or not, you know, her neighbor doesn't like her. Mm. And, I really thought that, you know, this is going to be great, an opportunity for him just to call and ruin our day just because you can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we weren't going to have it. You know, it, it's just too much on top of everything that's going on. Yep. And, I, and that's I the agree. thing that's, uh, you know, everybody handles it different. Some people are, ah, some people are probably far more, worried than I am that there's probably a lot more people that care less than I do too. I might be somewhere in the middle, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but I feel it pretty heavily. And, uh, well, I think that a lot of the, uh, the control stuff, some people are very, uh, accepting of that because they think that, you know, we should be responsible for taking care of uh, the people around us, not just our immediate family, but the people that we don't know. Um, you know, the, the, the people on the street, um, to me, <laughs> the libertarian inside of me says, take care of yourself, take care of your, you know, your immediate, um, and, uh, and, and, and don't try and make other people do things. Uh, to me, this is what's happening with COVID is everyone is trying to be yes. the controller and enforce other people to wear masks when, you know, you should probably wear a mask that actually works yourself. It um, just gives everybody a badge. Yeah. And now everybody, and there's a lot of people out there that want a badge. Well, sure. And they'll go off on you and actually break every rule there is to make sure that, to tell that you are too. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, there, there's a lot of people out there yeah. like that. I just think that with, with COVID, um, you know, the, the message out there right now is that, uh, that, that you should do your part to save everyone else's life by, by wearing a mask. And to me, I think, well, if you're concerned about your own health, then take the appropriate precautions for yourself, right? Wear an N95 mask, you know, wear, yes. wear the, the mask or the face covering that's going to protect you and stop trying to force everyone else into doing things for you. You know, that to me, I think the, the, the messaging is really bad with, you know, our government and, you know, the liberties that we as Americans have, people look at us and we go, and they, and they basically say, well, look how bad America is doing with, with all of the, uh, the deaths and all this stuff. And, 
And I just think the messaging should be, we live in the freest country in the world and we have the right to take care of ourselves how we want to take care of ourselves. And, but all of the messaging from every government entity, the, the CDC and, and, you know, whoever that's making these recommendations. And then you get down to the, the local governments and all you hear is take care of your neighbor and turn them in on Thanksgiving for having too many people at, their, at your gathering. It's like that is so far left of, of where I'm at that I, I don't know how we get beyond this because now people are so accepting of this is the way that government works. I mean, once we get out of COVID and, and the numbers are, are significantly lower or, or non-existent, people have already been conditioned to be accepting of the, this sort of mentality, right. this ideology. It, it's like the, it's like, it's like, it's like the, it's like the person inside a restaurant that decides to have a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the restaurant's <laughs> going to say, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, everybody has that badge, you know? Yeah. And, 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 that, and I feel, I got to tell you that, that's, that's what's really going to make everything fall. If you ask me is, is, the ease that everybody's going to go along with it mm-hmm. because, and I'm so bad with a uh, quotes, but it was Benjamin Franklin that said something similar mm-hmm. to uh, those who are willing to sacrifice their liberty for safety deserve neither. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to say, and people might think that I just say it because it sounds right, but I'm willing to die to create or at least to continue, not even create, continue a, a, a country that it, it was supposed to be for my kid. Mm-hmm. It's that important to me because who gives a crap about anything else if this land isn't going to be what she used to be? Mm-hmm. Because so what about what side, what 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 you now kind of shoe you're going to wear, what kind of car you're going to drive? Because it's not going to, you won't have that voice or that that uh, personal identity anymore mm-hmm. and well it, it to me the the scariest part is just that in the short period of time we've given up so much um, it seems to take something something that's that feels that feels major um, in order to uh, to, to be accepting of, of these sort of conditions, you know, these, these government controls. Um, I mean, I remember, you know, when the, when September 11th happened and we had just a, a complete shutdown of our nation, you know, it was weird not to see or hear airplanes in the sky, yeah. you know, and, and going through that, there were a lot of, um, a lot of changes to, you know, government surveillance and, you know, Department of Homeland Security and all these, you know, uh, security in the airports. Yeah. New security in the airports. Roadblocks at, you know, at borders. Right. I mean, security, it became, um, it it became very tight and people started to lose some of these freedoms and, and, and liberties. Um, you know, the, you know, not to go too, off topic here, but, um, you know, every time that there was a school shooting, um, suddenly there were all these proposals for new, new, um, gun laws. And, um, you know, it seems like there's so much, uh, 
emotion that gets tied to these sort of topics that that people end up sort of they're willing to relinquish their their freedoms and their liberties in 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 that moment yeah in that yeah. in that moment covid is that same way it, to me the you know the the freedoms that that we're um, basically losing that we're giving away to the government um, is is killing us. I mean, our, our our economy is is really struggling, and it shouldn't be struggling. It it we came in from a really booming economy, and there's so many businesses that want to exist and and do their thing, but instead the government shuts them down, and then offers them money because the, the government shut them down. The problem is, is that where do you think that money is going to come from? I mean, businesses... Like for socialism? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the businesses uh, are required in order to have um, uh, an income stream, right? And then they pay some share of, of, of taxes, and then their employees have income taxes, and and that's what fuels the, the bank account of the government that then turns that faucet off and uses their reserve to say, oh, I'm sorry, here you go. Yeah. But then there's there's no more revenue stream. I don't get how, you know, and of course they have all the stimulus stuff um, where they're where they're paying, you know, people. I don't get I don't get the logic of this because to be honest, it's just gonna kill us. It's gonna make it a lot harder for us to recover from it. And um, and and we're allowing the government to uh, to dictate all of these things. Again, if if we have people who care about their own well-being, then you don't go out, or you go out with the proper safety equipment or uh, precautions, but you let commerce continue. Yeah. People will adapt; they always do. But when the government comes in and forcibly tells you you can't do that, oh, you'll adapt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that it's so incredibly dangerous for, um, you know, for us and, and for where we're going as a, as a society. We just, we give in too easily. Let's be, I'll be, try to be a little bit level-headed. How about this? If it was yesterday, <laughs> mm -hmm. I would say that, you know, COVID, it's, it, COVID, it sucks that there's a, I guess, a pandemic of COVID out there, but that they are, that bad people are using against against us. Mm -hmm. The only difference today is I feel like, man, I don't even think it exists. It's a hoax <laughs> and they're using it against us. Yeah. And I just and and also I don't just come up with that easily. I base it on just take the numbers of the people that died versus the number of those people that didn't die. So I was looking at the numbers with other things that could have died that would have died last year of so just today i was kind of curious about um the numbers and uh and i was looking at it and it said that and these this is in, in general i don't remember the exact number but they were saying that it was like 274,000 people had had died of covid right 274,000 okay they said it was 14 million positive cases okay and 8 million recovered. If you add up all of those numbers, you don't equal the number of people who have been infected. If you add up, it's 8,275,000 cases, but then they said that there are 14 million infected. Something is not adding up. 
and what we're gradually hearing, of course, is that, um, you know, people who were marked for dying of COVID, even though they had a heart attack or whatever, right? Right. Um, they just announced in Oregon not too long ago that, uh, that they're changing the way that they count um, COVID cases. Um, because what, what puts people in the biggest panic? Let's go that route. Because they were counting, they were counting number of, of times that that someone was uh, was tested, um, and marking people who have two positive tests as two positive numbers. So as if they were two different people. Um, it, it's it's really kind of a like they're not keeping track of the numbers really well. And so you start wondering, well, how accurate are these numbers actually? Well, and that's where people come in. They say, well, I think it's a hoax because. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't come to it easily. I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking I was going to bring it up, but why not on the first episode? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so since I believe I came to that conclusion mm-hmm. and trust me, I'll gladly say I'm wrong, but um <laughs> So I was watching a clip from Rand Paul was coming out of, I don't know, some building, mm-hmm. uh, or at least a room. He was inside of a building, and there was a bunch of reporters out there, and they were chit-chatting with him. And, and as he was coming out or, or walking off, they said, well, how come you're not wearing a mask? Because he wasn't wearing a mask the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he says, because I already had it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get you guys sick. So now I followed this. The first person that I ever didn't even know, but in Oregon that I knew somebody that knew somebody that had it. So I was following that guy, you know, cause it was the only person I knew. Mm-hmm. And he was at a um, care facility and he got it. And I w- listened to the gentleman tell me about it. It was his, it was his wife's uncle. Mm-hmm. And if I got that right, and so he said he got COVID and they had to take him out of the air, the thing, the, the, the care facility and quarantine him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he got better. Oh, good. I got to hear all that stuff and he went back and he got it again. Mm. Now go back to what Rand Paul said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go now. This, this, this gentleman that's in the care facility, like I said, he got it again. He left it, um, got treated came back Hmm. and um, get this, he got it again, they said. Yeah. So I get to talk to the guy going, oh my gosh, he said they got it again. They had to take him out and quarantine him again. Oh my goodness, this guy. And yeah, you know, it's real deal. I mean, this is their life that they have to deal with is their uncle is, has COVID for the third time. Is he gonna die? Is he gonna make it this time? Hmm. How the hell is he getting it three times when even Trump was thinking that he's um, he's immune. He's immune. Yeah. Rand Paul's immune. So who's lying? You know, my mm-hmm. guess is, is <laughs> speculating here again, mm-hmm. is that it's the facility because they get paid. Mm-hmm. They get pay, paid extra for when they have a, 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 a COVID, a COVID case, right. mm-hmm. issue. And why not have a guy that's schizophrenic mm-hmm. have three? Mm-hmm. And who's looking into that? Yeah. I mean, and that, and I, it never goes anywhere, but I do actually sometimes hope somebody answers and not have a smart out of comment, but on old Facebook, you know, I seen that clip and I, I brought that up and said, you know, who's lying? Mm-hmm. And I, I do want some banter, not just, 
you know, left side, right side, yelling, oh, saying you're right. an idiot. But I would like to know. I would like to know the truth as well. I, I mean, it was, hey, here's a possibility. It was my buddy at work had to actually absolutely lie to me about each episode that he had mm-hmm. and letting him know, oh, he finally came back. You know, what? Hmm. I mean, his wife works there. You know, mm-hmm. she told me too. So, you know, it, it's... How about this? What I'm getting at is these aren't lying people. These are good people. Yeah. And and they were concerned for their family member. And what if he what if he had it? That's freaking absolutely terrible. Well, but what if he didn't? It's it's it, even it, worse for everybody. Well, I mean, it the whole thing kind of freaked me out originally because uh, uh, because you could be a carrier and you could transmit it to someone else and never know that you had it. Right. Right. That that kind of scared me because, you know, you, you can show sy- symptoms of, you know, the flu or the cold or, or you know, w- whatever. And uh, and you can then avoid those people. Right. Uh, or you as that person can avoid, you know, going to work or whatever. So I mean, it's a little bit more o- you mean Like if I actually had the flu, just kind of act like that. <laughs> well, okay. oh, if I see a guy that looks like he has a cold, kind of <laughs> stay clear. If I have it, kind of stay away and wash my hands extra well. Yeah. 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 Because Something I'm like almost that. just thinking that that's what everybody is having. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the damn flu because notice well, that nobody has the flu. Yeah. Well, but I don't see. I don't think that the government's doing know. a good job of, of tracking um, uh, cases. I don't think that they have nailed down uh, enough of like the scientific studies to show uh, any level of immunity, right? So these repeat cases, I've not heard. I mean, and it's not. I mean, I haven't looked into a lot of this stuff, so I'm I'm coming from an uneducated position. But uh, I don't know of any scientific studies that have specifically studied whether um, someone who gets it once gets it again, and and what, how badly. Um, it would be if they did get it a second time, right? Because if if they've they've got vaccines going right now, and if if those vaccines don't provide a certain level of immunity, um, that I would imagine you getting it the first time you would have, then how how secure you know is our population with this thing hitting people more than one time? Because I I don't think that life will go back to normal unless we have some level of immunity. Well, how about this? Why, how about this? Why are all the people in power that, who think themselves of very important, who President Trump thinks very highly of himself, right? Mm-hmm. Pelosi thinks very highly of himself. Mm-hmm. Our governors think very highly of themselves. So if they are so important, you would think that they would have the most expensive, you know, um, biohazard suit on, you know, <laughs> walk everywhere because they don't ever want to die. They're so important. Mm-hmm. But yet these are the people, mind you, more powerful and, and worth living, not mm-hmm. like us, mm-hmm. run around without it. Yeah. Get caught running around acting like it's not a problem. Yeah. And these are the people selling it, feeding it to us. Yeah. Well, and if it's not a problem for the people that should be scared of dying because they're so important mm-hmm. and they're not taking every precaution. Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. she looks like a used piece of toilet paper. <laughs> she could fall apart at any freaking moment and she's not like wrapping up. She looks, You'd be l- she very looks con- a little frail, doesn't she? You would think that she'd be very concerned <laughs> mm-hmm. about 
if it was a big concern, you'd mm -hmm. think that she'd be terrified of going outside house, right. outside of the house. Right. Well, I mean, but when she isn't, it like makes Biden. me question. I guess I'm not terrified about the flu when I go outside of the house. Mm -hmm. Although the flu sucks to get, but yeah, yeah, I mean, people, that's something that they've just kind of grown to be used to. I, I, what's the what's the the joke? How do you know when a politician is lying because their lips are moving? <laughs> yeah, right. You can't trust a politician, right? They're in a position of power normally. That's um, there. It's very rare to find a politician who doesn't um, uh, doesn't thrive on the power of that position, right? But uh, I don't know how much of what they're doing is a power trip. Or if it's really in, um, uh, if it's for safety of the population, I mean, because you think about it, all the riots and stuff that were going on in Portland, and you know how the mayor was doing such a poor job of maintaining, you know, safety. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that they're really looking out for us, but mm. rather trying to oh. hold on to the power, right? Well, they weren't. They weren't looking out for us at all in Seattle mm. when they had Chode or Chad or whatever you want to <laughs> call it. They were they were giving them supplies. Mm -hmm. You know they're not looking out for us. Mm -hmm. They were igniting fires, mm -hmm. yeah, figuratively. You yeah, know, right. and um, I really feel that 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 I mean that's what they're pushing. That's mm -hmm. what they're. This is a and that was before COVID too. Mm -hmm. And then during, of course, but mm -hmm. this is just, I mean, Hillary Clinton said it herself that, you know, you never let a good, you know, um, uh, is it emergency go oh, and <laughs> always take advantage of the emergencies in your life? <laughs> well, <laughs> Was yeah, that, darn. Never, Shame never, on. never let a good crisis go to waste. That's exactly <laughs> it. Thank you. And she said that about COVID. Oh, did she? Absolutely. And and so that's not like something that was like 12 years ago that she was talking about, mm -hmm. you know, something her husband did. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it's I'll true. be nice they, and they, say that it, it's out there. COVID is out there and, and they're they're using it against us to scare us. And mm. And I'll tell you this, if we should be scared of it that bad, holy Lord, we should have been scared of the flu and a bunch of other things more so. Yeah. I mean, or at least equally so. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, an insensitive jerk, but, um, but to, to be honest, I think that if, if you continue to relinquish your, your liberties and freedoms, um, and let people take over your lives, then you're, you're going to be in a spot where you're in such control that you're going to lose the happiness that you, that you, that you're searching for. Um, and to be honest with all of the, the stuff that's going on, if you just learn to take care of yourself and the people that you should be responsible for, you know, your wife and kids, then, uh, then, then you'll be all right. You'll have, you know, purpose. You'll feel like you're accomplishing something, but as soon as the government starts taking these, these, these rights away and, and basically just saying, no, no, I'll, I'll take care of you. Just give me, you know, your freedom. Uh, I think that's where people start really struggling with, but, you know, finding purpose in their life. And yeah, unfortunately, a lot of those people that are willing to sign up, they set their expectations in life low enough to where the government will support it 
-hmm. I don't want to live by a freaking max track. Mm -hmm. You know, the government can't support my lifestyle in the way I want. I I know I'm getting old, but and I don't want to exaggerate saying I'm just starting, but man, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of things I want to do still. Mm-hmm. And the government's not going to support it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know if I'm going to regret the building I'm building or not, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um well, trust me, the government's not going to um stop raising my taxes cuz now my my uh property taxes is going to skyrocket yeah. because of that. Yeah. And they're not going to be understanding going, "Whoa, you know it is COVID." We know that everybody's lost their job. We're going to hold off on the doing that for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not doing any good with the money. Well, anyways, I, I'm I'm curious what next year is going to look like when you know tax season comes around and government realizes that <laughs> they shot themselves in the foot because they're not bringing in any tax revenue. No, they just used. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it is so bad. Like who? Like they don't know what they're doing. Like there's somebody up there that that's got to be a bean counter going. How are they coming up? Like saying that this is going to pay off, you know, even for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I guess I, yeah, I don't, I don't see the reward at at least from the government side. I don't see the reward other than, um, you know, they have expressed the power. They've tested whether they can, um, wield that power and you know, it's true. They can, um, I, I don't see how we're going to recover financially, government going to recover financially without without the income, the, the revenue right. stream. That to me, it's it's had. it's writing the conclusion to a story. Mm-hmm. You, right. it, it's you could see the end. Yeah. I mean, or how about this? You don't want to read it's, what happens at the end. To be honest, I think we're in trouble because it's going to be it's going to be debt. I, I think that the federal government is going to continue to go into further and further debt. I, I bet that. Um, States are going to then ask the federal government for help. Um, I think California is in big trouble. But they still they can't even do that. I, I in that same um, conversation with uh, Rand Paul, they were mm-hmm. talking about stimulus, mm-hmm. and he he was talking about no, mm-hmm. we don't even. And I agree with him. Mm-hmm. We don't have the money. They would have to borrow the money to give, mm-hmm. and it makes me think that because I haven't heard anything. If you've heard, please say something. But I haven't heard anything about you know, the, the stimulus package that they were fighting over. Right. Where is it? Yeah. You know, are they, or are they not? They've said that they were going to, uh, do a lot of things and I I haven't even heard anything about it. I think, I think we'll probably have to uh, dedicate an episode to, to diving in what, what the new administration and, and some of the things that potentially could be happening. Uh, cause that, you got to see it coming. I, I, I probably, well, I know for a fact I got I got burned out on uh, on politics with an election year, and you know I was following everything pretty tightly. I've been you know looking at COVID, and um, you know I'm disappointed, of course, in all all of the uh, restrictions. But uh, I, I kind of was starting to feel mentally burned out with all of the politics, and then with all of the um, the election stuff and the, the the amount of fraud that's going on in the media sort of discounting like you know they are saying there's no widespread fraud but we're talking about thousands and thousands of of votes that have been identified as fraudulent from a single um like county uh then i i'd go wait that sounds pretty widespread considering it's from one county um you know so uh yeah I, i don't 
I don't know. I, I think at some point in the near future, I'll probably, you know, revive the energy and, and start listening in a little bit more about what's going on. But it's to hard. be honest, it's, it's a bit disappointing to see how 2020 has, has, uh, has turned out. Um, it's a little, a little depressing, <laughs> I know. a little depressing. Yep. I, I only hope I don't have to say, man, I wish it was 2020 again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't it be cool to have a do over. We'll just turn back the calendar and, you know, well, yeah, we're going to have to, we meaning the people, mm-hmm. We're going to have to figure out how we want to live yeah, and uh, and figure out how we want to make that stand because mm-hmm. we're going to get to a, um, a point where the di- like a discussion of are you going to live with it? Uh, the, let's say they have your vaccine. Are you going to take your vaccine? Mm-hmm. Let's say, well, let's say they're required if you travel. Yeah, okay. Would you take the vaccine? Let's say, you know, if... What if your job requires you to take the vaccine? Are you going to get a new job? Um, well, I I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is that I I look at it as um, let's let's not make it a requirement. <laughs> I, well, I really think people need to have uh, uh, you know the freedom, the liberty to make the decision for themselves right. and not be forced into it. I'm I'm hearing that that. Uh, uh, the vaccine it could be a forced thing, uh, right. just like a national mandated, um, you know, mask. Well, it, know, it, it wouldn't. And it, here, here's the the deal for me is, you know, we have a, the Constitution, and for me, I should be able to sit here and know what's going to happen. Why? Because I have the Constitution. Yeah. And but the problem is, is nobody cares about that anymore. And it makes you wonder how long ago they stopped caring about it for us to get in the position we're in. But, you know, we have freedom with our, you know, with having our religion. And our religion doesn't tell us to frequently take in that stuff. And I know that that was just a discussion of, quote, a way out. Because if, if it's our, our religion... Listen, I'll have my religion write up something saying it is specific. Look <laughs> well, at that. Chapter start. 7, verse 8 says <laughs> due to COVID right there. Yeah. No, but. Yeah, I. Well, I, I think that with with all the, you know, all the political stuff that's going on and, and all the controls that are in place, I think it, it puts us in. Um, some places where we need to start making some some decisions. I mean, the Constitution is it was written to basically tell the government what they're allowed to do. Um, it's it's not uh, it's not something that tells the people what they're allowed to do. It the Constitution limits limits government. Right. It, it provides um, um, a, a government, um, you know, for the people and by the people. And it, even in case of an emergency, doesn't give them. Mm-hmm. the right to take away our freedoms. Yeah. The difference from our country with so many others is that is that we have this constitution that, that says that um you know people are free and government is to support the people uh not to restrict them, not to to rule over them. Uh but our 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 government is gradually it has gradually moved that direction through the years with 
Um, and, and I don't even know entirely why there's so many different influences, but people are gradually more and more accepting um, that the government is there uh, not to just provide resources, but to um, to tell others what they can and cannot do. Right. And uh, and I, I don't know at what point in time we make a, a shift in the in a different direction. Um, maybe we go by the way of you know the Roman Empire or. You know, the, the British Empire, you know, when they were spreading across the world, taking over stuff. I mean, there could be a crash. Uh, I, I hope that I don't see it in my lifetime, but maybe that's what that happens is, is we hit a certain point where we can't sustain ourselves uh, because we've pretty much given everything to the government. Um, I hope yep. it doesn't happen, but... I like how you say that because... <sighs> In this country, they can't take it, re-give it, mm-hmm. and we're allowing them to. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm blaming right. me too. I mm-hmm. believe it or not, I'm hoping that this is something I can do. Mm-hmm. Like I hope I could, you know, you know, being able to have the, our podcast is to reach out to people, make them feel like they're not alone, or mm-hmm. give them some hope, or you know, try to do my part because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to do everybody says you know call your you your know, congressman your, yeah i'm like <laughs> your representative i'm sorry but are you um, kidding me i really think that there's there's going to be at some point in time um either a massive crash or we're going to start swinging the other direction and i i hope that we swing the other direction i think that we have an amazing i think our country started on uh, an amazing concept i think that we're in a spot that um you know we could be i mean we are great right now but we could be so much greater uh we could make even a a more positive impact on the world because we've established a model that others can follow um that provides um safety and security and happiness right for our population to to be able to grow and do amazing things we got to make us right to do that yeah well, you know, one of the things I think about is, uh, you know, Elon Musk is is trying to get us to um, to Mars, right? And uh, you know, I like sci-fi stuff. I like Star Wars and the old Star Trek, and um, I I like sciencey stuff. And I think to be able to travel the cosmos, to be able to go and and even if we set up some sort of establishment on the moon, um, heck, to make it to to Mars and, and develop a, a colony is a very exciting thing. Well, you, you can't do those things unless you have freedoms to right. do those things, to be the creative minds to, I mean, Elon Musk, there's a reason that he's in the U S going to say that, you know, it's because we're, we are the greatest country and we have the greatest freedoms and, you know, and he's, I think he's moving stuff to Texas or something because Texas happens to be a freer state than California. Uh, I mean, there's a mass exodus from California uh, yeah, because of it. the restrictions. And what's crazy is the same the same people got reelected. The people that are responsible for this stuff got reelected, and uh, and people are still leaving. My hope is that, that they're leaving, and they'll remember why they left, and, and that they'll embrace um, they'll embrace what what is how how it's how do I say it? They'll embrace what's already been established. You know, the folks that are going to Texas, I hope they become Texans and, well, yeah. and embrace there's that life. streets there. I mean, there's, <laughs> they're <laughs> looking up. Yeah. Well, they, I, I think, 
I think places like Texas are, um, you know, could be a model. The problem is, is that you get people who forget, um, who become, you know, that uh, emotionally driven sort of person that, you know, thinks that they should be taken care of in some way and that they, you know, should have all these special rights because of something that they have. Um, I hope that they uh, embrace the culture uh, that they're moving into and, and remember the one that they left. But again, if, if we don't have these freedoms, America's going to go to into a point where it crashes. And I really think that we won't have the successes. We won't have the growth. We won't be reaching the destination of Mars and these other places unless we have um, certain freedoms from government. And you would think how crazy it is that all we want to do is not, not have the government help me. I, I'm, I'm gonna leave you alone so you could go help somebody else. I just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we just want to, you know, follow our little dreams and and build a house and pass the baton off to our daughter mm-hmm. so she'd have a little bit better of a life than than we did. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, again, I think generationally, um, it's it's important. We we have to get to a point where we establish. Um, an understanding of what liberty and freedom is and 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 not forget about it and to know that that's what is, is so important um, you know with with us and and every generation to follow I think a lot of the restrictions that that come in um, hit us generationally and I, I, you know just think about I, I kind of I get angry about this but um, and people are going to think that I'm a jerk, but I don't think that our schools should be providing uh, these um, free lunch programs, right? <laughs> the way that I look at it is that, um, you know, who's responsible for providing food for your kids? Their stinking parents, their guardians should be providing the basic necessities of life, you know, shel- food, shelter, right? Safety, those things are really important and those should be the first priority. But instead, we've given those things to the government, to our schools, and now our schools are providing these these lunches. And during COVID, when the school is completely shut down, we still have to have the lunch people right. operating because and- these families are now leaving their houses to go get lunch at school Right. It's unbelievable. It is. And and the thing is, is that it hits us generationally because those kids will think that that is a normal thing. That's right. And then they're, they're going to experience the same thing when they have kids. Those kids are going to see it. It becomes a generational thing. They won't have remembered at any time that your parents are responsible, should be responsible for providing you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right? I so mean, much so that the government had meetings about what they should be feeding our kids. Yeah. Right. Arguments, uh, debates about what the schools should be providing our kids. Yeah, calorie counts and all this How stuff. How about have a, a energy bar? You didn't have breakfast? Well, your mom must have <laughs> gave you some money. Come get an energy bar, shut your tummy up, get you some energy, get out of here. You know, I, I, is it too much? I mean, why would I get looked down on for wanting to take care of I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? You just do the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not asking anybody to take care of my kid. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But no, they don't want that. Well, I, and, I think and that's that's my struggle. Is what you mentioned that you touched on was control, and that's my big struggle. If I was to use, you know, I don't know if it's one one word or a phrase, is my issue with the whole COVID 
thing is control. I feel there is zero control in my life from my job, which I do love. Mm -hmm. I do like my company, mm -hmm. but I don't like that I don't have some of my my amendments. Mm -hmm. I don't have my first or second amendment when I work there, and right. and I don't have control, so I don't feel like I have a. I can't control what I say. I'm mm -hmm. worried about what I say here. Right. Um, I can't control my protection, how I feel like I want to be protected going to and from work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have control whether or not I'm going to have a job. Mm -hmm. I don't have control that my daughter could go to school. I mean, it, and I'm a guy, and I, I don't, I'm not a control freak, but I need to have control. I, I will. I will lose it. I cannot I have to. So that's why we're, my wife and I are trying to find things that we can do to maybe supplement or in fact, maybe find, follow a passion that we always wanted to do mm -hmm. to make something that, that isn't a, a negative out there and turn it into, you know, a light that turned on for focus, forcing us Mm -hmm. or me anyways, to focus on something that I might rather be doing that might be more beneficial in the long run. Right. Well, yeah, I, th I think, you know, humans are adaptable, right? And so when, when times of, of, of struggle, you know, of challenge comes in, the people who really love freedom and liberty, um, take advantage of those opportunities and they do something productive with it. The people who would prefer that, uh, uh government entities would actually, you know, damn it take over. I did just you know. do that again, didn't I? I just went to go try to fix myself. <laughs> I did. I mean, that's just a natural reaction. I should have gave it in. You go, please, I should call them. What do you got for me? I need some right. help. Right. But that's the thing is that when you, when you have these, these acceptance of, of something from the government, then it removes that, um, that desire to, um, to fight, to, to do more, for oh, yourself because it'll, it'll erode you. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I, I agree. I feel it. And it's yeah. only been months. Yeah. It hasn't been years. Right. What if this goes on for two more years? Mm -hmm. I'm being optimistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, what it, I mean, it could go on for a lot longer. I don't know where I'm going to be in two more years in a mental, my mental state. Yeah. I don't know where my daughters right. would be two more years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine. I, I think there would have to be some major push to, um, you know, break the rules and, and socialize and, and figure out, you know, some way of getting the, the human interactions that, that, well, we humans need. Uh, I, I, I hope that it doesn't, I hope that it doesn't last that long, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's lasted, uh, what, eight months so far, something like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's still going on and, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to I don't see any, and all I see is new issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you say we wrap this thing up? Sound good? Sounds great. Um, thanks again for watching the show. And, uh, those of you who are just listening, uh, this is our first episode. Pretty excited. Uh, it's nice to be able to do this. And I agree. Had a great time. Uh, hopefully there'll be many more of these. So uh, just a, a, a quote from a, a very famous uh, comedian, director, actor that I have a big fan of. From the voice of Mel Brooks, that's it, baby. When you got it, flaunt it. All right. Take care. Good night. Have a good night.